This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. And effective today, if you are somebody who uses the bus, TransLink says it is suspending fare collection on buses, also asking people to please board and uh, get off that bus through the rear doors. And that's as they try to promote and make sure everybody is using social distancing. Let's bring in Ben Murphy. He's a spokesperson with TransLink and he is on the line with us now. Ben, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me, Jill. Uh, so that's it. It's in effect now, is it, that uh, people are, are being encouraged to use the rear doors and uh, there is no fair collection? Correct. It started today. Uh, so we're asking customers to use the rear doors uh, when boarding on those conventional buses. And that's really to promote social distancing, uh, particularly for transit operators. Uh, so uh, that started this morning and that's going to be in place indefinitely. Obviously, we'll continue to monitor this situation, which, as uh, you would know, is evolving very rapidly uh, and we'll make decisions in due course about uh, revising that uh, when appropriate. All right. And for people that need the, the bit of extra help, whether they're with a stroller or in a wheelchair or a scooter, they can still board at the front? That's right. So customers who need mobility assistance can still use the front doors. Uh, and, of course, that's entirely appropriate. So um, for those customers, uh, they do not need to use the back doors, but fair collection will still not be uh, in place for those customers either. All right. What is uh, revenue or what is ridership like right now, uh, given that so many people are staying at home? Yeah, we've seen a very, very sharp decline in ridership. It really started late last week that we started to notice the difference. Up until that point, it had been relatively stable, but we saw, I think it was about last Wednesday or Thursday, there was a 7% drop. And then every day, it sort of continued from there, culminating in Tuesday, where we saw a 52% drop in ridership. Now, in many ways, that's a good thing, because it means that people are, of course, heeding the advice of health officials, they're staying home, they're not going to work, and so that means less transit use. Uh, it also helps with social distancing because, of course, on buses and trains, I'm sure you've seen many of the photos and videos, uh, there's a lot of room and people, uh, from what I've seen on the system, are actually spacing out quite well. Uh, so it's all um, very welcome on that front, of course, in the COVID-19 context. It will down the track create some significant financial problems for us, but we'll have to address that when we get there. Right now, the priority is COVID-19 and dealing uh, with this crisis. Absolutely. Uh, Are people being advised, though, and and I've noticed that, too, even walking to and from work, uh, I've been looking at the buses and people do seem like they're spaced apart, but are they being encouraged by the drivers or is there signage at all telling people to maintain that distance if they can? Yeah, we've launched an education campaign uh, and so people will start to notice uh, that there is signage at stations, uh, there's online material as well, social media, uh, telling people to space out when on a bus, on sea bus, on trains. Uh, And also the other message which is really important is for employees. Um, So if you're um, coming onto a bus or coming onto any any transit service just give some extra space between employees as well um, so social distancing applies to applies to everyone so we've put that messaging out uh, to try and encourage that as much as possible uh, do you know are there any translink employees who are off work who have contracted covid19 not that I'm aware of no um, I believe there are some 
some cases of self-isolation following trips and so forth, but uh, there's no confirmed cases that I'm aware of. All right. Uh, You mentioned revenue as well, and I know we're dealing uh, with the outbreak and uh, every industry is impacted by this. Uh, But not that long ago, when we were dealing with job action at TransLink, uh, there was the the question of if drivers stopped taking in fares, the impact that would have on the 10-year TransLink plan. So is it a safe assumption that this is going to have an impact on transit expansion in the future? Look, it's a little early to say exactly how this is going to all look, but it's fair to say that this is going to have a very significant financial impact. I mean, we collect on average between 50 and $60 million in fares every month. It is a big part of our operating budget. And so the longer this goes on, particularly with bus fares suspended, uh, the more that cost is going to build. Now, uh, there has been discussions around at some point whether there's going to be you know, financial support from uh, funding partners. Um, obviously, those discussions are in really early stages because right now we're focused on dealing with the immediate issue. Uh, but yes, there are going to be significant financial challenges. We're going to have to deal with exactly what that looks like and what impacts that will have it's just a little early to say at this stage. Uh, with ridership down uh, 52% and likely continuing to drop then, have you re- has TransLink reduced service? Uh, we are looking at that actually at the moment. Uh, so not as yet, but on the bus system, we are taking a good look at that. And we may have more to say on that uh, either today or in coming days because what we're seeing is there are some bus routes where buses are completely empty. Uh, or there's you know one or two people, so we're considering whether we might be able to reduce some frequencies on some routes. We of course wouldn't touch the ones where um, there are you know significant or reasonable amount of people using them. Uh, but when you have empty buses rolling around the city, uh, that's not really a, a good situation for anyone. No. Uh, so we are considering that at the moment, um, and we may have more more to say on that. Because right, if you if you don't even have weekend. Uh, capacity, you would think there would not be a reason to continue service of the full work week. That's right. I mean, other agencies have started to reduce service. We don't want to reduce too much service, though. I mean, the thing is, we we actually want extra capacity because it helps with social distancing. So it's a little bit of a balancing act. If we were to do some reductions, they'd be quite modest uh, and they'd have to be very targeted as well. Uh, so that's that's something we're looking at. Um, the other side, of course, as mentioned, you don't want empty buses and, um, you know, wasting of resources and fuel unnecessarily. Will there be layoffs then if service is reduced? Look, we're not looking at that at this stage. Um, so, you know, this is a situation we're taking it day by day, but at, at this stage, layoffs are, are not part of our short-term plan. All right. And just uh, so people know this as well, the suspension of fare collection is buses only. Other modes of of transportation under TransLink, such as um, SkyTrain and such, those are still kind of operating as normal, still with the idea of social distancing for people that use them? Correct. And and, and just to sort of explain that, I mean, the suspension of fares is largely an operational factor because we are just not set up to take fares at the rear doors. Uh, So cash fares, for instance, you wouldn't be able to pay at the rear doors. So it's more a, a practical uh, policy. Um, so that that's why the bus system is seeing that change, whereas other modes uh, remain uh, with current fare structures in place. All right. Uh, well, Ben, we will uh, look uh, to get more information uh, in the coming days uh, as things are changing so uh, frequently. But thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Appreciate that. Thanks, Jill.